Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is the Believe in Pro Wrestling Podcast. Here's Ricky Chino and SP3 on the Believe Podcast Network. Well, here we are a day and a few minutes late, but never a dollar short here on Believe in Pro Wrestling. Rick Uccino, SP3 here with you. And you know what? It's it's almost like I truly believe in fate, SP3. We're supposed, where we end up is where we're supposed to be. We couldn't do the show yesterday because you were too butthurt about LeBron James's injury and having to miss time for the Lakers and the fact they're not going to make the playoffs now. So we couldn't do the show yesterday. But that's okay because we're here today from a bombshell report that supports Sean Rossap's report from last week about Vince McMahon possibly being in creative. I'm sorry. I'm trying to keep it together. <laughs> Your facial expression is just too damn good. Obviously, I'm joking. We missed the show yesterday. It was all on me. Uh, but we're here today, and we can talk about the fact that a major question mark WrestleMania match has been put on the card because one Vincent Kennedy McMahon reportedly pushed it through. Triple H, meantime, wants a smaller card this year on what's being dubbed the biggest WrestleMania in history, apparently going for quality over quantity in certain situations. We've had a WWE superstar arrested recently. A former WWE superstar is recovering from surgery, apparently. Kenny Omega says he's been sworn to secrecy on Brawl Out. Chris Jericho is saying he ain't coming back to WWE anytime soon, and we got all this WrestleMania stuff to talk about. And, oh, yeah, it's AEW Revolution Week this week, SP3. We got a lot to get into. How you doing? How are you feeling about your Lakers, though, all seriousness? I was like, I was like, the lies this man is spewing <laughs> on, on air here. Like I didn't just like I didn't do a podcast yesterday morning about my damn Lakers and having to talk about it. Like I was gonna take a day off from doing this and giving the people what they want here on the Believe in Pro Wrestling podcast. I'm glad to be here. Glad to be here with Rick talking all the, the good stuff and the bad stuff from professional wrestling. I got tagged in one of the posts that we're going to be talking about because I was on on uh, on Monday putting dirt on the grave of uh, Triple H Booker of the Year talk. Uh, <laughs> as I like to call him, you call him Triple H. I like to call him Flawed Paul. And um, it's it's a good day to talk about wrestling. Any day is a good day when you're here on the believe in pro wrestling absolutely absolutely we appreciate everybody who's tuning in today make sure to hammer that thumbs up button it really helps drive up our audience and uh make sure to hit that subscribe button if you're new to the show and you like what you hear by the way we weren't on yesterday but i did drop an interview with mia yim yesterday that is up here right now on the podcast channel uh here on the youtube channel and available on all of our podcast channels where you can catch us on Spotify, Apple Podcast, uh, iHeartRadio app. We're everywhere. Where podcasts are available, you can find Believe in Pro Wrestling. But uh, help us out and hit that subscribe button uh, here on the YouTube channel as well. Before we dive into everything, got to thank our friends over at Bet Online. They remain your number one source for all of your sports betting needs this season. Everything from pro to college basketball, UFC, MMA, baseball's getting underway. You'll get all the latest odds, team matchup info, player news like LeBron James getting hurt, and game trends over at Bet Online. Live betting options, free contests, live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. 
truly the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite leagues and events. Head on over to the website today. Use your mobile device as well. Join up, receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just make sure to use our promo code BELIEVE to get those rewards. That is B-L-E-A-V, betonline.ag, where the game starts. Okay. Yeah, I'd like to shout out somebody from the Believe uh, Network family. I got. Uh, I'm not going to say your last name because I would totally get it wrong. But Alexander, uh, from uh, he's from the Believe in uh, Mavericks podcast. Uh, yeah, I, I was I was talking to him. We're in the works of me being on that podcast because I told him that I had to preach the gospel of the Los Angeles Lakers after we came from 27 down to beat the Mavericks. So I wanted to shout. <laughs> him out the host of believe in mavericks uh he he hosts it with former nba player raymond felton uh so so definitely shout outs to that good brother if he if he's listening out in the believe land there we go sounds good we appreciate everybody who's uh in the chat so far steven and ace and queen and frantic world uh frantic world saying well triple h had fun booking wwe shows shake my head let's let's dive into this because Last week, SP3, we were talking about a rumored WrestleMania match. Well, last week on Raw, you had Big Omos, all seven foot three, 300 whatever pounds of himself, challenge Brock Lesnar to a match at WrestleMania. And we're going, wait, wait, what? Like, this makes no damn sense whatsoever. None whatsoever. It's almost like, like, Somebody who hasn't been watching the show over the last several months decided, nah, this is a match we need to put together at WrestleMania because Omos is like the next big thing, right? Definitely not a guy who lost clean as a sheet to both Bobby Lashley and Braun Strowman. So what are we doing booking him in a match against Brock Lesnar? If he was still this undefeated, unbeatable monster, well, sure. Okay, there's a story there. It's still random as hell, but there's a story there. There, there's no story here, SP3. In fact, the, literally the creative on Monday was Brock Lesnar sitting down, ca basically calling out the elephant in the room that MVP needs to sell the entire WWE universe on why this match matters. And I don't think he did a good enough job of it, frankly. That that Grand Rapids crowd, which frankly sucked. Um, if, if you were in the Grand Rapids crowd, I'm sorry. You let me down. You put me to sleep. There were some things on that show you should have cared about. You were terrible. You were I mean, was there? I said some. I said some things that you should have It was like two about. matches to care about. But, Cody I mean, and Chad and the main event. That was it. I mean, they didn't even really pop when Trish came out. Like, you guys sucked. I'm sorry, but you did. I, I love, like, I've never been to Grand Rapids. I've done news for Grand Rapids. I'm sure there's some fine folks in Grand Rapids. I hope we have listeners in Grand Rapids. I hope you all do better next time. Like, seriously, I really do. I hope you all do better next time. But maybe they're just a, 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 a excuse me, earn it kind of crowd, as Cody Rhodes uh, would say. But regardless, long setup. This made no sense. The match got made official. It looks like we were heading towards Brock. Bobby four, maybe pipe dream inside a fight pit at WrestleMania, big marquee matchup that you had been building almost a year to over a year to. And then all of a sudden, nope, we're going to take a left turn at Albuquerque here. And we're going to put Brock versus Omos and leave Bobby Lashley against Bray Wyatt, which makes no damn sense because I guarantee you that is not what Bray Wyatt was building to this whole time since he came back. 
Now they're trying to shoehorn and figure out all this Bray Wyatt nonsense and make it make sense with Bobby Lashley, and it doesn't. And you have people who watch these shows going, what on God's green earth is happening? None of this makes sense. SP3 makes a little bit more sense now. Wrestle votes on Twitter today saying that this match was pushed through Brock Lesnar versus Omos by a certain person, and he put a gif of Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Pushed through. So, SP3, Triple H, who has final say on all creative decisions this is what we have been told this is the message that has been relayed to wwe talent it's like man reportedly pushed through brock lesnar versus omos and now triple h is left to make this work and try to figure out the rest of the card because there's obviously some trickle down here this is concerning uh, i would say the, the least this is a little bit concerning uh, SP3, your reaction. This this is a little bit concerning. Might be the greatest understatement in Believe in Pro Wrestling podcast <laughs> history. <laughs> I, oh man. Let me just say, this, I wish I was drinking something stronger than water. All right. Let me just say that much right now. This is, this is, uh, you know, not, not good news for anyone. You know, the people like me that have been pointing out, you know, some of the flaws in off uh, Paul since he became the booker last July for, you know, the people that have been happy with this booking and the improvements that he has, he has definitely made to yes. the product. Um, this is not good news at all, but like you said, Triple H not once, but twice, told the WWE roster, told WWE staff, when it comes to creative, I had the final say. Vince McMahon might have some input, but I have the final say. So either Triple H is incompetent and allowed this to get pushed through, and he just said, yeah, yeah sure, sure, my hands are tied, sure. Or he lied. He lied, y'all. He was fronting. He had his cap on because he was spewing a whole bunch of cap. Um, yeah, I mean, this Brock Lesnar Omos thing doesn't make any sense at all. Um, and I know there's some people out there that are gonna look at this as, oh, you know, Brock versus a giant. Like, we've never seen that before. And just completely ignore that we've seen Brock versus Big Show like a dozen times. We've yeah. seen Brock versus The Undertaker a few damn times. We, man, like, it's just like, and Omos, I think that the guy is talented. Don't get me wrong. I think yeah, that. No, if, not exactly. I, I don't want anybody to think we have anything against Omos. Yes. It's just, this, this makes no damn sense whatsoever. It, Exactly. It doesn't make any sense because of how Omos has been booked. This is even under Vince McMahon, Omos lost to Bobby Lashley. If this was the plan or if this was an idea that he had in his hand, his head, he should have never lost to Bobby Lashley Correct. during the Vince McMahon regime, let alone him getting used for a few weeks just to lose to Braun Strowman in Saudi Arabia and then barely being used. The man's had one match in the past eight weeks. Like, uh, uh, it's just like, what are we doing here? And if I'm Triple H, I would just be like, no. 
<laughs> well, all right. So if you have, if you have any, if you have any type of power, if you have any type of credibility that backs up your whole claim that you have final say, this was the time to use it. We already heard that Vistic Man has had some input with the Bloodline story. And I think his input in the Bloodline story is telling Triple H, you should probably listen to Paul and uh, Roman when it comes to this. Because <laughs> nothing about this Bloodline story has any type of, you know, fingerprint of Vistic Man. Honestly, I'll be honest with everybody because everybody wants to give Triple H so much credit for it. It doesn't even have too much fingerprints of Triple H in it. It has more fingerprints of Paul Heyman than anyone else. The, the whole bloodline story. I think Paul Heyman should be getting more credit after this whole thing than he is getting credit for the bloodline story, even though, you know, you was you know you had Sami Zayn come out and say he doesn't think he would have made it to you know elimination chamber if it wasn't for Triple H being in power because Triple H is giving the power back to the performers which yeah. is a good thing I I think that's why Bailey, Bailey said thing. similar with damage control they would not exist if it if if Triple H weren't in charge yeah I wish they didn't exist but that's a whole different subject ladies and gentlemen um but yes I think that this whole thing is a big red flag for any fan regardless of where you stand on how Triple H has booked so far now here here's one thing right we we weren't in the room we got I, I got to play devil's advocate here because you said either Triple H lied or Triple H. What, what was it you said? He either lied to the staff, right? Or, or this is a, a show of incompetence. If you do have the final, if you didn't lie or you, you, you actually believe this when you said this, even though this was after Visick man basically became executive chairman, unanimously voted by the, by the board of directors, the same board of directors that a week earlier had unanimously voted for him not to be back on the board of directors. You didn't see this coming. So that's incompetence, ladies and gentlemen, that is, that is the key to incompetence when you're in a position of power and you don't see the writing on the wall, or you're just going to, you know, blow some smoke up your employees ass. It's either one or the other. It's either incompetence or it's either you lied. Or it's just a simple fact that he has no control over the actual situation. But that's something when you're in a position of power, that's right. something you need to foresee and not say, I have final say. But you, you also have, say that. But you also have an entire locker room that you needed to quell concern. So I don't blame him for coming in here and saying, hey, as of this moment, I am still in charge. I make all the final says. I, I'm going to I'm going to get input from anywhere and everywhere. Yes, that includes Vince McMahon, but I have final say. What I'm saying is Triple H clearly had no if this report is true, Triple H clearly had no control over the situation because Vince McMahon very easily, as we have seen, can do whatever the hell he wants. So all he has to do is go to Paul and say, hey, I think we should be booking, you know, Omos versus Lesnar at WrestleMania. And Triple H could go, well, no, Vince, that doesn't really make sense. And he's like, no, let me let me let me say this again. I think we should be booking Omos versus Lesnar at WrestleMania. And if you want to stay in charge past April 2nd, maybe you should book Omos versus Lesnar at WrestleMania. And then what? Vince Triple H's damn hands are tied. This is just a, a refresher and a cold, hard smack in the face. To remind everybody, Vince McMahon is going to do whatever the hell Vince McMahon wants to do. And if there is something on this show that he believes passionately enough in that he has this brilliant idea rattling around in that head of his, 
he has the power to get it done. I ultimately believe that Triple H does have the the, the final say over 99.9% of the decisions right now. And this is why I'm concerned because all it takes is is one little dip of the toe in and then Vince McMahon gets that bug again and how how many more ideas is he going to start pushing through? He's already changed one of the major uh matches on the card at WrestleMania and this is already having a trickle triple down trickle down effect. We've heard Dave Meltzer talk about how there's been several matches that have been changed over the last few weeks. And I wouldn't be surprised if this was the catalyst for it because you're talking about now, okay, well, what were you going to do with Bray Wyatt? Who was Bray Wyatt involved with? Now, where are you moving their match to? And now you're shoehorning Bray and Bobby in and trying to make this whole Bray storyline that you've been talking, building up for months that everybody's already confused on to the point where you have to rehash the muscle man dance the, the greatest hit from 2019 that somehow people already forgot was a thing. Uh, I saw people on Twitter going, what the fuck is this? Like, this is bullshit. I can't believe they're doing this to Bobby. Like, you guys don't remember the muscle man dance? Like, really? Like, what the fuck is going on here? But anyway, I digress. It doesn't make sense. People are already, like, confused and lost on this Bray Wyatt stuff, wondering when we're going to get to the damn point and get some substance behind the shit that he's been spewing. And now... I don't think we're going to the, the, the secret that Bray Wyatt is talking about is the fact that nobody knows what the fuck is going on because they've had to change everything at the last minute. There is no way, no way. We heard reports when Bray signed that he had plans written all the way through WrestleMania. There's no way a match with Bobby Lashley was that fucking plan. No way, no way. No way. So this one move has now changed half of the fucking card, maybe a quarter of it. But still, this is Vince interjecting and now screwing things up. And Triple H, he has no control over the situation. None. I mean, this all seems very convenient for Triple H, though. I, I, it feels very convenient that, you know, he, he said Vince McMahon had input. So the fans of Triple H, whenever he makes a mistake, whenever he makes a blunder, they can just blame it on Vince McMahon. It's just like what Vince did when he put Bruce Pritchard in charge as creative director of SmackDown and Raw. When something went wrong, he could just say, oh, that was Bruce's idea. That's basically what Triple H, Triple H is, is passing down the torch of what he learned from his father is always have a scapegoat in mind. Yeah, and the, the scapegoat yeah. now is Vince McMahon. But that doesn't, that does not explain all the stuff that Triple H has done wrong. Damage control. Who, who who took so many L's in the feud against Bianca Belair, took an L against War War at War Games, defended the titles a total of what three times in two reigns, and then lost to a to a part-timer in Becky Lynch. Doesn't explain any of that. Let's not don't even get me started on the build-up to the both women's feuds coming up at WrestleMania because me and Rick had a whole debate about uh Asuka taking offense from Chelsea Green, and then she has an eight-minute and 40-second matchup against Carmella, and Carmella dominates six minutes and 40 seconds of it. Like, what are we doing? 
what are we doing? We had a whole segment where Charlotte with, that was built as Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley go face to face. And it was more about Dominic than it was about either woman. Like, yeah. what are we doing? It does not explain. It's very convenient that now we can just point the finger at Vincent Man when it comes to this one flaw that everybody agreed was not the best decision. But we need to also focus on the other things that are going wrong right now. It seems that we are all, it is a big house of WWE and the foundation that is keeping the house from crumbling down is all based on Paul Heyman's booking. Let's talk, let's thank Paul Heyman. The Triple H better thank his lucky stars that he has Paul Heyman. In, in, Paul Heyman and Roman Reigns in control of this bloodline story because I think if either Vince McMahon or Triple H were in charge of everything, including that storyline, I don't know what the house of WWE would be looking like, but they're making record business. They're making record profits. Every single, every single premium live event they have is the most watched, the highest grossing that they've ever done. So it's all looking great, but it's all looking great until it's not. And I, I it seems that the, the when it's not it's it's like it's like it's like you know images feel a lot closer than they are you're in the car and the destination feels very far away it seems like it's getting closer it's getting closer and closer to us as we as we are coming along the road to wrestlemania yeah it again man like early on you know, when all this Vince stuff and the Saudi Arabia sale, and I'm just like, it may, it's hard for me to pay attention as to what's going on on the screen. And then all of a sudden that stuff died down and I'm able to focus more. Now here we are right back into it. I'm going, is anything that we're going to watch over the next several months, next, next several weeks, we're only, we're only four weeks out from WrestleMania now. Like, is anything that's going to happen over the next four weeks really going to matter in the end? Like it's it's okay if you didn't realize that we were four weeks away from WrestleMania because I watched Monday Night Raw and I was like, "Are we really four weeks away from WrestleMania?" Because it doesn't got, feel like that. We got five. Doesn't Smackdown. feel like that at all. We got five SmackDowns, four Raws. It looks like things are going to pick up next week. Uh, I hope things are going to pick up next week. It looks like they've stacked together a pretty good card. I did it enjoy. Like they're going to pick up on Friday because yeah. Friday we're finally going to have Cody and Roman. And Roman, yeah, and 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 Roman is going to demand face to face with Cody Rhodes. So let's fire that up. Let's uh, there's a lot of things that need to be kicked into overdrive here. I feel like we're kicking the can down the road and dragging our feet a little bit on a lot of different storylines right now. They really need to ramp up these next four weeks. That's 100% for sure. We'll get more into the uh, WrestleMania card. Uh, a couple of, uh, Notes we got to get to here first. Other newsworthy stories. Uh, this one broke just a few minutes before we went on the air today. Uh, Sean Ross app and TMZ uh, just a few minutes. Uh, like I said, before we went on the air, Sonia Deville uh, arrested in New Jersey on a weapons related charge. Apparently what happened was she inside of her vehicle uh, went to a valet for some reason. Now I don't go to valets often SP three. Um, maybe I've done it five times in my entire life. Typically I, I, I will park my own vehicle and walk, right? I'm a, I'm a normal human being. So I don't go to valets often, but apparently this valet decided to open up the glove box, found a gun in the glove box and then called the cops in which Sonia Deville was promptly arrested. Now, Sonia Deville, according to these reports, according to court documents has a permit for this weapon in Florida does not. That, that permit does not transmit over to New Jersey, which is why she was arrested. Apparently, she started packing after 
dude bro broke into her home a few years ago completely understandable uh and she's in the process of getting this thrown out um honestly i think sony's going to be fine here and i believe we've seen her on tv since this uh incident happened so I'm, I'm i'm glad that she hasn't been completely removed from the equation because to me honestly this sounds like bullshit why the hell is dude bro rummaging through her glove box like that's my big thing and okay you found a weapon why the fuck you calling the cops dude like what no what the hell this seems like total bullshit and that valet is an asshole in my professional opinion I agree. Like, what it would, uh, unless you thought the keys were in the glove box, but I would look into the top, the top <laughs> thing first before you look into the glove box. Why you leave the keys in the ignition? Yeah, you that. Or either the that. There's no reason for you to go rummaging through the car. And then you found a gun. So what? You call the cops? If you knew it was and, a WWE superstar, you call the cops on a WWE superstar. You and this is me? this is in New Jersey, in New York, New Jersey. Stitches get stitches. So I mean, that valet, you better not let wrestling fans know where you work, cause. My God, I hope she gets this is bullshit. I hope she gets these charges dismissed. Uh, we have not seen Naomi for quite some time, almost a full calendar year. We're coming up on May real quick here. We're already on March the first. Um, a lot of people like. We had, we had reports of the fact that she was expected back in WWE relatively soon. That was months ago. I boldly predicted that she would come back and win the Royal Rumble. That obviously did not happen. I said boldly. Don't give me that boldly. Look. Don't boldly. give me that look. Oh, boldly. I could have said Rhea Ripley like everybody else. I decided you should have said Rhea Ripley. <laughs> you better. You better. I, I decided to be different. Damn it. You better thank the Lord you haven't started like keeping keeping count of who gets these predictions right because I'd be smoking you. I will re I, look, man. I don't care about my average as long as I hit the occasional home run. All right. I am the Adam Dunn of wrestling predictions. But anyway, uh, we may have a reason for why we have not seen Naomi pop up in either WWE, New Japan, anywhere, frankly, uh, her old tag team partner. Uh, Cameron says that Naomi's actually recovering from shoulder surgery. But interestingly enough, also part of the report, SP3, apparently the Funkadactyls were supposed to win the women's tag team titles at some point uh, during Cameron's brief return to the company. Yeah, I mean, that's that's interesting news indeed, which, <laughs> like, when you when you really think about it, it's like, damn. So they gave Sasha Banks... The leftover plans for the Funkadactyls. <laughs> because one of the Funkadactyls had a death in the family and couldn't show up. They were just like, oh, well, Sasha's black. Let's put her with Naomi. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was what sad is I really can see that being the case. <laughs> That's Vince, that was Vince McMahon's great idea for Sasha Banks, who got one of the biggest reactions at the 2022 Raw Rumble came back well everybody was saying oh she should i remember before the world rumble before the R ronda rousey rumors started everybody and their mama was saying it should be sasha versus charlotte at wrestlemania and then yeah. she comes back and she comes back she's looking good on the smackdown before the royal rumble she comes back into the royal rumble has that viral moment in the sailor moon outfit doing the split and stuff and then she's eliminated after 10 minutes and Adelina. And then, and then WWE could have made the obvious choice of doing Ronda and Becky at a time where Becky was getting into form in her heel character. Ronda Rousey was getting cheered by the fans. 
nope, we're going to do Ronda and Charlotte. And then that was very confusing as well when that was first reported. We didn't even get a clean finish. And we didn't. Wasted both Rumble winners again. Just making the Royal Rumble even worse last year. So I'm hoping, that, honestly, I hope both Cody and Asuka win uh, this year because both Rumble winners, or so Asuka well, didn't you mean win. Rhea. Excuse me. Yeah, I hope both Asuka and Rhea win and Cody and everybody. You know what I'm talking about. I hope they all win. Anyway, uh, yeah, man, th- I could definitely see exactly what the scenario that you're playing out in. Oh, well, we need to do something big with, with Sasha. She's not going to challenge Charlotte anymore. And, well, we were going to put Naomi in the title picture. Team Bad Reunion. Love it. Let's go. Everybody remembers Team Bad, right? Everybody. 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 God damn it. Give me the Team Bad Reunion. We're not going to call them Team Bad. Hell but we'll, we'll call we'll call them Sasha and Naomi because we have it. we have big plans for them to be the tag team champions and well then we'll we'll just have Sasha versus Ronda afterwards. Um yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we'll do it afterwards at like Money in the Bank. <sighs> Kenny Omega's been making the media rounds this week as AEW Revolution is this weekend. He was on with Renee Paquette on the sessions, and Renee, being the goat that she is, asked Kenny about a, n- a number of topics, including Brawl Out and the fight with uh, CM Punk. And, you know, you know, listening back to it, reading the transcripts, Kenny does sound very remorseful about uh, everything that that went down. Uh, but SP3 sounds like we're not going to find out uh, what went down because of lawyers and litigations and all sorts of stuff. Kenny Omega says that he has been sworn to secrecy, but the way he describes it, it sounds like he and the Young Bucks are, are ready to move on, live their lives, let maybe not bygones be bygones, but, you know, they're just they're just ready to put it all behind them. Even wish the other parties involved, we know who those are, the absolute best. Hope that they're doing well. What do you take out of the fact here that uh, Kenny and the Bucks seem to be ready to move on SP3 from certain situations? Well, I think everyone involved would want to move on from that. Like that, like what Cody said when he commented on him, it was a black cloud as someone that's followed the elite uh, for close to a decade now in their careers whether it be in their runs in uh new japan pro wrestling ring of honor pwg uh this is the the brawl out was the most negativity that i saw across the board involving anything involving kenny omega and the young bucks for you know people that don't you know pray at the gospel of jim Cornette, it's been nothing but positivity surrounding kenny omega and the young bucks for the longest time and and this was like the first time there was any backstage drama or anything that could be considered a black lie to any company that they ever worked for, let alone a company that they helped build with Tony Khan and Cody Rhodes. To, for that to happen, I would, of course, expect them to say that they, you know, they gonna be you know moving on and it is a shame that the public may never know what really happened in this whole situation but like i said the from the stuff that we know of and heard about the heard about i think that this is the right approach to go about this whole thing i think that everyone involved shouldn't be talking about it there may be people that want to say stuff about it but it's it's it was just such a bad situation and i think aew is still trying to recover from everything that damaged the company with that whole brawl out situation yeah absolutely uh kenny also uh you know talked 
openly about what his future in pro wrestling may be. We've had reports that WWE believes there's at least a possibility uh, that he can, that they can land Kenny Omega. There's been other reports that Omega is open-minded about potentially going to WWE. It was very interesting to hear Kenny talk about, you know, what his future goals in, in wrestling is. And the fact that he doesn't really have any accolades that he himself wants to, you know, check off of his bucket list anymore. He's really all about the next generation and helping out as many people as, as he possibly can where wherever that he, he can. So to me, you know, kind of reading between the lines, it sounds like, yes, he would be open to going wherever he can accomplish that. And that does include uh, WWE. So uh, great interview. Renee is always great with what she does, but uh, Renee and Kenny uh, on the sessions, uh, make sure to go check that out. Meanwhile, while everybody is talking about who's going to be leaving, AEWSP3. At least one man has stepped up and said, No, sir, I'm not going back to WWE. Chris Jericho says AEW is the place for him to be. He's going to end his career there. Bold statement for a man who signed like a five year extension like two months ago. It's like, it's like, of course, of course, Chris. <laughs> that's, probably, that's probably the last contract you ever going to sign. You're 50 years old, my friend. Was like, it three or five? I forget which one it was. I know I John's it was, five years. It was, it was a long time. It was a long time. He's 50, he's 51 years old. Yeah, this is probably the last contract you're going to sign, so I totally understand where he's coming from, and he's accomplished all of that. It's yeah. not the, the Young Bucks or Kenny Omega and why fans are saying, you know, talking about them going there, even though I will say that the discourse in regards to Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks going to WWE was significantly lowered by a certain individual. I won't name names, but they work with somebody that whose name rhymes with um, Shemeter Schmorkishberg. Uh, and he said that uh, Omega and the Young Bucks need to go through NXT to learn how to work from HBK, which is the most idiotic thing you could have possibly said and if that is even the case with WWE, then you expect that Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks won't sign with WWE. So you're reversing the course of what you probably want, being the, the WWE drone that you are, you idiot. Uh, anyway. Uh, that, would sorry, make, that, that would make sense if they didn't just spend the last three years on television. Like, if you're coming over from New Japan... Okay, I get it. You know, learn how to work on TV. Like, we even heard Kenny talk about how he was coming over to work in AEW, he needed to learn how to wrestle on television. All right? Yes, we sir. heard him talk about that. So if that's the case, if he had signed with the company back in 2019 instead of launching AEW, then yeah, that would have made sense to go through I, I wouldn't even. I wouldn't even say that. I wouldn't even say that because I am sorry. You could say you could say all the stuff you want that maybe you think AJ Styles is better than Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega is damn sure better than the Good Brothers. So if the Good Brothers don't have to go through NXT, I don't think Kenny Omega, even in 2019, has to go through NXT coming off the heels of an IWGB heavyweight title run and main eventing multiple Tokyo yeah. Domes and having some of the greatest matches yeah. of all time. What does the guy who's had some of the greatest matches of all time need to learn about psychology? Have you yeah. ever watched those damn matches? If you don't yeah. think he knows how to work? Oh, my God, you freaking... Idiots. I, I get it. Uh, Stephen Chambers saying, if House of Black beats the Elite for the trio's titles, is this a sign that they're leaving AEW? Eh, I don't know about that. Um, 
it's definitely going to add fuel to the fire. I'll say that much. There's going to be people who are going to have that mindset, but I don't think it's a sign of anything because you still got all three of those guys who are going to be under contract through much of this year. So I think that's a little early to to signify any uh, anything. Yeah, I think Wrestling Observer already confirmed that uh, they did add time to Kenny's contract uh, for injury. So yes. at the latest, yeah. he would be uh, done with AEW in November of 2023. So even them losing the trios titles, it isn't a big sign that they're leaving. Yeah, and, uh, and, and this is just my personal point of view this is not me reporting anything my personal point of view kenny omega and the young bucks a big part of their legacy is what they've been able to accomplish without ever stepping foot in a main roster WWE before, ring. Yeah, so i think that you know if i'm kenny omega and the young bucks it has to be a very tempting and tantalizing deal that wwe presents to them and that's why i uh, i'm saying that that tweet of kenny omega and the young bucks having to go through nxt that is like the exact opposite deal right. you would give them if you wanted to convince the the other three evps of all elite wrestling to jump ship to wwe when they have accomplished and are considered kenny omega is considered one of the greatest wrestlers of his generation the young bucks is considered one of the greatest tag teams of all time for them to make that jump it needs to be a tantalizing deal that wwe presents to them and i'm not saying that whoever the guy I'm talking about that works with Schmieder Schmorkisberg, uh, I'm not talking, I'm not saying that that is actually a realistic thing. I'm just saying that he's very stupid for even allowing that to be, to press tweet off that words. He should have left that in the drafts. That's yeah. what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks, uh, for the kind of bag that it's going to take them to come over to WWE, they're going to the main roster. Safet says Young Bucks and Kenny Omega are main roster ready already. Uh, Ace asking, do you all think that House of Black should beat the Elite this Sunday night at Revolution? That is the question we will answer Friday afternoon. 2.15 for the first time ever. A live pay-per-view prediction show here on Believe in Pro Wrestling. Emily May is going to be our guest picker this week. May have seen her on New Japan Pro Wrestling recently. I believe she was the first person to interview Mercedes Monet after she won the IWGP uh, Women's Championship. So she will be joining us. So Ace, make sure you are there. We will make sure to answer that question. Frantic World, did you guys hear that Endeavor CEO is not interested in buying WWE? Yes. Which means the process continues. They are starting to whittle it down one after another me personally i am just waiting until saudi arabia is no longer interested in buying the company but i have a feeling they're going to be a finalist sp3 let's dive into this shall we it's time to answer the five count on the believe podcast network for those of you who are new to the show this is how it works we had the five Biggest questions of the week in pro wrestling, and SP3 and I are going to try to answer them right now. SP3, the main event of Monday Night Raw this week, I thoroughly enjoyed it. A lot of people seem to be shocked at the fact that Lita and Becky Lynch won. The second that that was announced as the main event, I knew that Becky Lynch and Lita were winning the tag team titles or something big and unforeseen was going to happen. As a matter of fact, we ended up getting both. Trish Stratus actually returned this time after twice being delayed she shows up to even the odds against damage control she takes out becky lynn or excuse me she takes out bailey which allows lita to hit the moonsault on io shirai who was down for forever <laughs> hits the moonsault 
Lita wins with the moonsault. Becky Lynch and Lita win the women's tag team titles in a bubble. This is this is one of those things that just makes me happy as a wrestling fan because knowing Lita or, or, or Becky growing up as a huge admirer of Lita, she's part of the reason why, a major part of the reason why she got in the business to grow up and get to win tag team gold with her idol. I mean, it's it's right up there with with Edge and and Hulk Hogan, right? It's a, it's a very special moment. I'm happy for for both of those women that they get to experience it. And more importantly, Lita now seems uh, not even penciled in. You can put it in a permanent marker, almost set in stone. The fact that she's going to finally get a second WrestleMania match. I've been preaching for as long as this show has been on here. It is a travesty of the fact that she has only had one WrestleMania match. It lasted like six minutes and she lost. All of her big moments has been as the bridesmaid and not the bride. So I am happy that she is going to be performing at WrestleMania this year. But SP3, the question becomes... Does damage control have a likely path to WrestleMania after losing the tag team titles? And I mean EO and Dakota, because I think what we're going to get set up here, SP3, I think you can take it to the bank. It's going to be Becky and Lita against Ronda and Shayna. Trish Stratus against Bailey in a one-on-one match. Huge for Bailey. Great. Love that. Love it. Dakota and EO have earned their spot on the WrestleMania card. I'm not sure if there's a likely path for them to be there unless they book the tag team title match as a triple threat, which I don't think is going to happen. I hope they do. Um, the, the question, if they have a likely path, they could uh, find a way to have Becky and Lita lose the tag team titles before oh. WrestleMania, uh, you know, yeah, hot shot booking, have them be transitional champions over to Ronda and Shayna. So Ronda and Shayna can defend the titles in a multi tag team matchup against, you know, Liv and Raquel and uh, Nikki and Candice. Yeah, and then they could do the six-woman tag with the damage control versus uh, Trish, Lita, and Becky, which uh, they've they've been teasing that. Uh, That's been something that has been reported, something that they wanted to do at Elimination Chamber. They could do it here and also give the women, you know, their tag team title match. But it seems more likely that we are going to get, you know, Trish versus Bailey, and then we can do... um, Becky and Lita versus Shayna, Ronda, and Damage Control. I think it's still going to be a multi-team affair. So I'm going to say, yes, they do have a likely path to WrestleMania, either or. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping so, man. Uh, I, look, the, the clear path is for them to get, they just lost their belts. So they deserve a rematch. So you get your rematch at WrestleMania. Ronda on social media has already been calling out Damage Control. So you could very easily set it up to the fact of, Next week on, on, on Raw, you have Damage Control say that they want their, their, their rematch. Then you can have Ronda and Shayna show up and say, no, screw you. We've been, we've been saying we're next for these tag team titles. You know, we want a shot. You got to show it a blah, blah. Adam Pierce comes out, sets up a triple threat match, and we end up getting Becky and Ronda in the same damn match anyway, which was supposed to happen a year ago right? Like that was the plan. Oh, we're going to do Becky or Becky and Rhonda next year. After we do Charlotte and Rhonda this year on, and then those plans got scrapped. And now they're like, well, we need to put Rhonda in a bigger match. I know let's put Becky Lynch in a match with Rhonda Rousey. Holy shit. How everything just comes full circle in this instance. But regardless, I would actually have preferred to see the six woman tag team match for the exact reason 
that you're talking about is you still could have set up your your multi-women tag team match because now I have no idea how Liv Morgan gets to WrestleMania. I got no idea how Raquel Rodriguez gets to WrestleMania. Candice LeRae, Nikki Cross, there, uh, and Piper Niven. There's a bevy of women's talent out there that they don't have a clear path. And Carmella and Chelsea, the great Carmella tag team of Carmella and Chelsea. Carmella and Chelsea would be great. I think Carmella and Sonya could be great. Put all three of them together. I think that would be a fun little faction. But you have options that you could create these teams over the next five weeks, four weeks, whatever it is, and work them into, into that match. Now I don't know. Plus, you get reports that Triple H is wanting a smaller card this year, so we may only be getting 12, 13 matches. Don't necessarily hate that. All right, because we know some of these matches are going to go much longer than what we see in the last few years, which is great. So maybe there's not room for eight matches each night. But man, there's a lot of talented women, and honestly, a lot of talented men too, who don't have a path to WrestleMania. And you know what? Sometimes that's just, you know, it's WrestleMania. I hate to say it, not everybody's going to get on the card. The stars aren't going to line. Let's not forget, Charlotte Flair was left off of a WrestleMania one year. So it does happen. Uh, I did see a lot of people. I, I saw a lot of complaints on social media. I know social media is not a real place, SP3. But after Raw came to a close on Monday, I saw a lot of people saying, or not after it came to a close, but after the Omos-Brock Lesnar match got made official, I saw a lot of people saying, man, this WrestleMania card's looking bad. Like, looking bad. They are underwhelmed. Says they got work to do on this mid-card because outside of Cody and Roman, it don't look good. Are you underwhelmed? And I'm talking from, you know, we talked about what the what the card could be, 13 deep last week. We know what's been announced so far, all right? We got four matches that have been announced so far, uh, three world title matches, Brock and Omos, and The Miz is going to host WrestleMania. I don't mind that it fits, okay? But The Miz is going to host WrestleMania. It makes sense. I kind of hope they add LA Knight in there as well, but The Miz is going to host WrestleMania. All right, whatever. He's not going to wrestle this year. SP3, wake up. Are you underwhelmed with what this WrestleMania card uh, potentially is going to be look like? What they're putting together? Are you underwhelmed by it? Now, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not saying any of these matches are going to be bad. I think Roman and Cody going to be a great match. I think uh, if we do if we do get it, the Usos versus Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens going to have an electric crowd. Going to be a great match. That's even though that match is not official. That's actually the best buildup that we've gotten so far. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it should be the night one main event, hands down. Yeah, I don't care. We had another report this week that Charlotte and Rhea was the... Ugh. Okay, first off, by the way, not to go on a side tangent here. I, I, I That report came out that Charlotte and Rhea was, was the favorite to be the night one main event. And I wrote, no disrespect, because I was on board with that match being booked. I said, no disrespect, but... Sammy and KO versus the Usos, how is that not what your night one main event is? That is the story you have spent months building. I am all for giving the women more opportunities, and when they have earned them, be put. I will constantly go to bat for women's wrestling. I just went on a diatribe about how I wish we could get eight more talents on the show. But... If your night one main event isn't Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus the Usos, what the hell are we doing? And I had so many people come at me and say, oh, well, they haven't announced that match yet. That's why it's not a favorite. They don't know how our plans are. Yeah, they don't know gosh. how our plans work. Um, they know so, they're doing that match. Please. That's not so, a valid excuse. Anyway, go don't, ahead. Don't get me wrong. Charlotte, 
versus Rhea, going to be a great match. We saw that at WrestleMania 36. We also saw that at NXT In Your House. Oh, yeah, we also saw that at WrestleMania Backlash. Oh, yeah, we also saw that at Hell in a Cell in 2021. Yeah, we also saw that at Money in the Bank 2021. Um, So we know that's going to be a great match. Asuka versus uh, Bianca. They're going to tear down the house. going to be a great match. None of these matches have been well booked, except for the match that isn't announced that WWE fans are telling Rick, oh, that's the reason why it's not going to be a big event because it hasn't been announced yet. That's the that's the best one. That's the only one, really. Yeah. Charlotte and Rhea, we have known, are facing each other since January. And it is March 1st. And we still are we are still in the starting blocks of this they, they they didn't give me the result I wanted. This is Triple H thinking they didn't give me the result I wanted uh three years ago, so I'm gonna do it again. That literally seems like the only reason we are doing Charlotte versus Rhea again. And Asuka and Bianca, I think it was all plain as day when we realized that was the plan that you should probably be booking Asuka to look like a monster, like a killer. And so she is the first viable threat to Bianca Belair, who has been in this John Cena 2008-2009 mode for the past six months of her reign. She needed a viable threat and not the spooky bollocks that we saw last week with her spitting up blue blood. I thought that was more of the same of what we got with Bianca and Alexa. That's not really her having a viable threat. They have still not built Asuka as a killer. When she has an 8-minute and 40-second match with Carmella, and Carmella dominates 7 minutes of that? What are we doing? I'm telling you, they may make this a triple threat. I think they're building Carmella to something. I I don't know what. They are building her as a player. All she, these has, she has been nothing but like overachieving from what we've seen Carmella do the last couple of years. Set, finished second in the elimination chamber. She won the qualifying match. She beat Asuka's ass. They're setting her up for something. I don't know if it's going to be at WrestleMania, but they're setting her up for something. All of these matches are going to be great. But the reason why there are some people that are saying they're underwhelmed is because the build, we are two weeks into this build and it hasn't been good. And when it comes to the women's feuds, they're literally non-existent. I've been saying it for weeks that the Rhea Charlotte story is paper thin. And I don't I don't think you would have people being like, well, uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus the Usos has to be the night one main event. If this was Bianca versus Rhea and Oscar versus Charlotte, I think that. You don't even have to try those stories right itself because Triple H, you've been literally building Rhea and Bianca since July. You did all the work. You did all the work and then you changed your mind. That's that's what your dad would do. That's what your father-in-law would do. Flawed Paul. What do you think? What were you thinking? And now you're just like I, I'd love to hear the reasoning. I would yeah, absolutely like, like love we, to hear we really we really need a reasoning out and it needs to be something other than you know, you know, Vince didn't do it right three years ago. So, you know, I'm very adamant that uh Rhea should have won that. So we're gonna do it again here 
that's that's literally the story. That's uh, in yeah. my head. I have not like all the promos have been talking about the same thing. Yo, oh, this happened three years ago. You know, I didn't put her in our place. I just I just um, made her have respect, and now I'm gonna put her in our place. We're just gonna do it over. That's basically what Charlotte's promo was two weeks ago. <laughs> basically, what it was. I was like. Yo, they really just just let me know yeah. that this is the only reason we're doing this. And then Oscar and and Bianca, the the you literally have accounts applauding WWE because Oscar is winning matches before WrestleMania. They're just totally ignoring the fact that she hasn't been dominating these matches. They're just like, well, I'm just happy that Oscar's winning matches. You know, what winning matches ahead of a pay per view. You know what they're doing in in both situations. They're doing exactly what they did with Bianca and Sasha. Just playing the role of Reginald is fucking what what's his, is Dominic and 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 Carmella. Like they're injecting Carmella to build continue building a story between Bianca and and Asuka which doesn't make any sense unless you're ultimately going to wind up putting Carmella in the match and then they're trying to combine two storylines like just because Dom and Rhea are dating does not mean that you have to interweave these storylines between Rey Mysterio, Dominic Mysterio, Charlotte, and, and Rhea. They should be their own separate entities. I swear to God, if before WrestleMania we get a mixed tag team match, I'm going to lose my fucking mind. Like I swear to God, we better not be getting a mixed tag team match before WrestleMania. You want to do that at WrestleMania Backlash? Fine. I don't care. That makes sense. Great. Don't care. But my goodness please don't give us that beforehand i would love to keep yes i was very disappointed in the fact that that dominic was the focus of their first big showdown i'm like dog you don't need to do that i'm and i'm still on team Rhea charlotte because i do think there's a good story there just tell it just tell it just let it breathe as far as answering the question i'm not underwhelmed with this card at all I have been a little underwhelmed with the build so far, which I do consider to be separate. But if you look at the matches that we're going to get, I think one of the builds that's been spectacular so far has been Seth Rollins and Logan Paul. And I think that that match is absolutely going to slap. Uh, Cody Rhodes and Roman is, is going to slap. Uh, what they that, said is, on- that has been kind of lacking since Elimination Chamber as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm so I'm thankful. Thankfully, Cody said he was going to be on the show because I was just going to be like, guys, you're running out of time here. I know we, we want to do the bloodline thing, but uh, we need to we need to put the pedal to the metal when it yeah. comes to Cody like and said, uh, Roman. It, we're four weeks out. Let's pick things up. Let's get going here because we started off like a firecracker between Cody and 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 Paul and that great, that great personal promo. He's like, now you've made it personal. It's been personal for two weeks. Let's get these mother truckers in the same ring at the same time. Let's go speed that up. But that match is going to be great. Whatever intercontinental championship match we're going to get. And I was under the assumption it was going to be a triple threat based off of what I saw on Friday. Maybe we get five dudes involved. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be mad. I I think it's going to be either drew versus Gunther or Gunther drew and Sheamus. I don't know. I don't know why they had Viking Raiders again, attack drew because that just took yeah, the focus but away it, but also unless weird. they're trying to set something else up with uh with the viking raiders and Strowman and ricochet and take the focus off there but Strowman and ricochet getting involved at least made me think for a half second maybe they make that a fatal five-way match at wrestlemania but regardless i'd keep it at the three less is more in this situation gunther sheamus mcintyre 
that match is absolutely going to slap. If we get Bailey and Trish one-on-one, love it. The women's tag team title match, love it. There's a lot to still be excited for on this match. People can roll their eyes at Edge and Finn Balor again, but that's still going to be a good match. Then you get the tag team title match as well. There's a lot to be excited about for this card, but yes, there are some certain situations, some certain feuds that I'm thinking, let's go. Let's let's fire it yeah. up. We've got five. I, I agree. Let's hit the accelerator. I agree with you. I'm not underwhelmed by the card. I'm just very much underwhelmed by the build. I think that we have always, even in the Vince McMahon regime, we always expect the pay-per-views to deliver, but the weeks leading up in the Triple H regime have usually been better than this. And we 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 had six weeks to build to WrestleMania, and it seems like he's waiting to the four week the four weeks left mark to start any of these builds. Yeah. Uh, so that's saying WrestleMania backlash soon to be no more. I forgot about that report. There's been so much that has come out this week that they're getting ready to drop the WrestleMania part from backlash, which they probably should backlash reportedly is coming back on May 6th. SP three, but on May 27th in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia, according to pro wrestling insider, it was WrestleNomics that first broke the news that these two events would be coming back. King and Queen of the Ring making their return Memorial Day weekend, SP3. Interesting. Memorial Day weekend. I feel like there's something else that typically goes on Memorial Day weekend, and I'm starting to wonder if Tony Khan is going to sit back and take this fucking shit. Uh, Any interest in King and Queen of the Ring making their return Memorial Day weekend in Saudi Arabia on that Saturday afternoon? No. For me, the answer is yes. One, because I am I'm all here for the for the pettiness. I am all here for the bullshit. Like if you want to flip a middle finger to your your biggest competition by saying you don't own the weekend, I love you for it. And as a wrestling fan, I'm going, hey, cool. I get a WWE event on Saturday and I get an AEW event on Sunday. Sign me the hell up. And I get a holiday on Monday. Let's fucking go. As a wrestling I mean, fan, I love this. And I love the pettiness. I love it. I love this competition. I'm spirit. This, this is a good choice by Triple H because I mean Yeah, this is a this is a good choice by uh Triple H because when I saw the Ring of Honor uh Supercard of Honor card with what seems like we're gonna get Claudio Castanoli versus Eddie Kingston and Athena versus Yuka Sakazaki and Wheeler Yuta versus Kasasuri Shibata. It seems like Tony Khan with ROH is trying to steal WrestleMania weekend from him. So Triple H, put your dick on the table and say, <laughs> why not? And Andrew's right. Andrew's right. I am on board because I'm an agent of chaos. <laughs> Absolutely. As far as King of the Ring and Queen of the Ring, yes, I'm 100% on board because I love tournaments. I love the King of the Ring. I love the Queen of the Ring. It needs to be done a lot better than the last time. And if you're going to build to this, two things. Give Woods his goddamn crown back and give it back to him immediately. And two, the winner should get title shots at SummerSlam. You need to treat this as a summer version of the Royal Rumble. I'm sorry. It needs to mean more than you get a crown and a scepter and a cape and you get to parade around like Raw or SmackDown's your kingdom. No, it's got to mean more than that. Woods made it work for the month and a half they allowed him to be the king because he wanted it so bad. Just winning the crown meant something to him and he made it valuable. 
But after the month and a half that he was fucking king and they said, ah, now we're done with this shit. You lived your dream. Then that just made it pointless. But please, if you're going to do it May 27th, okay, that's about the same distance between the Royal Rumble and Mania. Let's have your winners get title shots at, at SummerSlam. No, just money in the bank. Money in the bank is a big show. It's in, it's in London true. this year. So sure. why not? Have, have the king show up to London and get a shot at money in the bank. Sure. Exactly. Have the queen yeah. get a shot right. in, in London. Fine. They need one. That's um, fine. And then you like, set up your next number one contender by whoever wins the damn briefcase. Yeah, the reason hey, I the reason the hey. reason I said no is because one, I I do agree with uh Rick. It wasn't done very well the last time they did that, but fair enough, that was in a different regime. And yep. two, it's in Saudi Arabia. So uh immediately my my enthusiasm for any show in Saudi Arabia is going to be down. They should have done this in the Queen City. And I don't mean Charlotte. All right, SP3. It is AEW Revolution weekend. We've seen people making the media rounds. Uh, one of them would be Limitless Keith Lee. Um, made some interesting comments this week about how he feels he has all of the tools to be the first ever black AEW world champion. This was a, something that was tweeted out in which Swerve Strickland responded, not on my watch. Pick one to win the AEW world title first, SP3, Keith Lee or Swerve Strickland. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I love Keith Lee. I've always been a fan of Keith Lee. I've been a fan of Keith Lee since I saw him in Ring of Honor back in, I believe, 2015, 2016 in Philadelphia. Him and Shane Taylor, the Pretty Boy Killers, had a tremendous contest against Jay and Mark Briscoe. That totally impressed me. I was like, I've never seen a guy his size do what he's able to do, have the agility mixed with the power. I think he's a tremendous performer. I loved him in NXT. I thought he should have had more in NXT a lot earlier than he did before and discovered that he was a star during Survivor Series weekend, and then he got the push in NXT, becoming the first ever North American champion and for uh, North America champion and NXT champion at the same time. That was a huge accomplishment. Him ending the longest reign in NXT history of Adam Cole. I love Cleef Lee. I was very excited for him to be in AEW. But, but. but ladies and gentlemen, there's a couple of things here. Swerve Strickland, in my eyes, is a top three heel in AEW right now. Right now, already. Yep. Are, are already, despite him not even getting the amount of TV time that I think he requires or should get, I think that he is a top three heel in the company. Whenever he smiles, it just comes off like a movie villain. It's just so sinister. It's so sinister. I love it in every single way. And two, I did an interview today, ladies and gentlemen, oh. with uh, Bontezi, who is the co-host of the Swerve City podcast, who is best friends with Swerve Strickland. So I'm a little bit biased now. <laughs> so, yes, my answer to this question is Swerve Strickland should become the first ever black AEW world champion. <sighs> Man, I don't really think you could go wrong here. Like, you really can't go wrong here with either one. Um, there's part of me that would love to see, you know, this this never-ending reign. that Because uh, I, I do think MJF is going to, you know, walk out this weekend still with a title in some way, shape, or form, as, as everybody does. But we'll talk about that more uh, on Friday. Uh, there's part of me that would love to see Max 
kind of like what happened against Wardlow, but you know, a, a little bit differently where Lee just absolutely punks him out, beats the shit out of, out of Max and takes the belt from him. And then like a month later, it's Swerve who takes the title off of Keith Lee. Like there's, there's, there's part of me that would love to see that story kind of play out. But both of these guys absolutely, absolutely should be AW world champions before their time with the company is done for the answer though. I'm going to go with Keith Lee because I would love to see Keith Lee just absolutely house MJF and take the belt from him. I agree with you. You can't go wrong with either guy. And I've said before that their run, Swerve and Our Glory, they were the second best makeshift tag team to win the AEW World Tag Team titles. And the first would be Hangman Adam Page and Kenny Omega, who became the the third yeah. and fourth AEW World Champion. So I would love what you just mapped out of Keith Lee winning the title first and then sort of Strickland beating him for it, or even Swerve winning the title from maybe another guy that becomes the first ever AEW World Champion, maybe a Ricky Starks, who is the one that dethrones MJF. And Damn, then, I should have thrown him in here. Really, and then Swerve, Swerve beats him, and then Keith Lee beats Swerve. I would yeah. love that. Yeah, that would be great. We got uh, some big matches tonight because this Revolution card ain't done yet, SP3. Uh, we got two, we got a face of the Revolution ladder match. Actually, tonight, we got the Casino Battle Royale tonight. Who are your winners? Face of the Revolution, I'm going to go with uh, Powerhouse Hobbs. Powerhouse Hobbs in his home, his hometown of San Francisco, getting the win here. I don't necessarily believe he should be a guy that, you know, with the Face of the Revolution ladder match, they usually have the winner immediately get the next shot at the TNT title. I would love to see him hold on to it and pick his shot of the right time to get a shot at Warlow or, or Samoa Joe, whoever is the champion coming out of uh, Revolution because I feel like whoever comes out of Revolution deserves to have a couple of defenses before they first. Powerhouse Hobbs, I would love it, but I'm going to pick Powerhouse Hobbs. It's in his hometown, and I think he's a guy that's due for a big win like this. And as far as the Casino Battle Royale, it's very, it's very up in the air. If it wasn't for the activities of this weekend, I would be saying that it would be Sting and Darby Allen. But all the activities of this weekend with AEW purposely not mentioning their award-winning efforts in the Wrestling Observer Newsletter Awards, it made me more think that FTR is going to be the Jokers and they're going to win the Casino Battle Royale. So running theory, I'm I'm going with either FTR or Sting and Darby right now. I'm leaning more to FTR. I agree with you on uh, powerhouse Hobbs. I think that makes all the sense in the world. I'm actually going to be, it's weird that we were on the same page exactly on this. I don't think it's going to be FTR. I am going to go with sting and Darby Allen. I think that that match needs uh, a sting in a, in a Darby Allen in it. Well, I could have needed FTR as well, but um, stings time is running out. I think they want to try to maximize as much of that of him as, as possible over the next few months. So that's why I'm going to go with sting. Uh, and Darby frantic world with the, with the message of the day, a swerve wins the AW world title. It needs to be in February and he needs to say happy black history month. That was the, that was the fucking, no, it needs to happen in any other month, but February. And he still (laughs) says happy black history month. (laughs) Oh, I love it. SP three. What you got going on on the true heel heat YouTube channel this week. 
Well, check out my interview that just went up yesterday with Vinny Pacifico. He's one of the up-and-coming guys on the independent scene in the Northwest as well as the Northeast. Uh, he just signed a deal with Bang Energy because his whole gimmick is energy drink. So he he's actually a sponsored professional wrestler by an energy drink. So it's a cool conversation where he explains why he made that a part of his whole character, some of his online content, actually him getting inspired by Brian Danielson. And he's also spent some time in the AEW locker room appearing on their show in Seattle and most recently during their AEW Dark uh, taping. So we talk all about that. Check that out on the channel. Today we dropped a preview for the New Japan Cup. Uh, and then Friday, before we go live here with the prediction show, I'm actually going to be live on the True Hill Heat YouTube channel with an AEW Revolution preview. We got uh, AE Ramble on Thursday. Saturday, the True Hill Heat flagship podcast. We got special guest professor nick harrison so it's a huge week a pay-per-view week so always big and we're closing in on 5,000 subscribers so if you could help us out and push our efforts there we're like 70 away help us there and then help us here we're like 60 away from uh 600 so yeah. we, we we're checking along with both of these channels so support both as always yeah, we, uh, we're hoping to get it to 1,000 by the end of the year, so that would be uh, spectacular. Tell your friends. Uh, again, you can check out my conversation with Mia Yim. Uh, it is up there right now. It's our conversation from the Royal Rumble weekend, and it's always a gamble when you when you wait this long to release it, but all of it still holds water. Uh, so it's a, it's a really fun conversation. Uh, make sure to go check that out. We talked about, you know, her, uh, her War Games experience. She put over Dakota Kai in a big way. Uh, talked about, you know, her return to WWE and knowing that her goals – Look, it's going to take some time, right? Like it's, she's still in the get to know you phase. So she's got a great attitude about how she's approaching her return to WWE. Uh, again, check that out. Make sure to hit the thumbs up button here. If you like the show, make sure to hammer that subscribe button. And we will be back this Friday, 2.15 with Emily May, our AEW Revolution prediction show right here on the Believe in Pro Wrestling podcast brought to you by Bet Online. Have a great rest of your Wednesday. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.